Hello and welcome to Fell in Love with a Hound, the podcast for people who love greyhounds. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Fell in Love with a Hound. I'm your host Laura Jane. Thank you for listening and spending some time with me today. I hope you're all staying safe and well wherever in the world you're listening. I'm always surprised when I look at the stats for the episodes to see where people are listening from. Usually about 45% are listening from the UK, which makes sense since I'm based in Scotland. And then about 35% are from the United States. And that just blows my mind because I'm a bit obsessed with America. Probably watched too many American movies. (laughs) I've only ever been to the US once when I was younger and went to visit some family of a friend. I've always wanted to visit New York City and I'm a bit obsessed with New England, which I'd love to visit in the autumn. So it just blows my mind that there's people in America listening to me chat. And then about 15% are from Australia and the other 5% are made up of a couple of different countries like Sweden and Canada and New Zealand. So a big hello to all listeners, wherever you are in the world, and thank you for downloading. It's just so strange to think of people all over the world listening to me talk about greyhounds from my spare room. I hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are. So a couple of weeks ago I put a post on Facebook asking if anyone had taken in a foster greyhound before we went into lockdown. I'd been so impressed with all the greyhound rescues mobilising and trying so hard to get these hounds into homes as quickly as possible. I'd received a lovely message from a lady called Sharon who runs a greyhound boarding house called Greycations. So not only was I interested in hearing about her foster experience, but also about her journey into running a greyhound-specific business. As with everyone at the moment, we had our chat via Skype. Now, I normally do my interviews via Skype, but there was a certain irony about the fact that it turns out she lives only a few miles down the road from me, but we weren't able to meet up in person for a chat or even a dog walk, maybe one day in the future. So I hope you enjoy our chat. I'm here today with Sharon Robertson, who is the owner of Greycations, a greyhound boarding house in the west of Scotland. Thank you for joining us today, Sharon. No problem. Glad to be here. Now, I had initially put out a call for anybody who had um, fostered kind of last minute before this whole uh, virus pandemic we kind of realised how bad it was um, and Shan had got in touch but actually you've got a really interesting story and kind of connection with greyhounds by having your greyhound boarding house so why don't you tell me a wee bit more about yourself and your history with dogs and greyhounds in general. Sure sure uh, well I, I was totally unfamiliar with greyhounds until about 10 years ago um, we had at that time a Dalmatian who was a bit elderly and sadly we lost him very suddenly and you know my husband and we were both uh, devastated just at his passing you know so time goes on and you start to imagine that you hear the dog in the house still you know and you think it's a ghost it's crazy and you think I just missed having a dog in the house so much and I work from home all the time so uh, there was no excuse not to have one my husband was retired um, so I was putting the, the sort of heavy pressure on him but he wasn't having it at all and he kept saying you know it was too painful and I said I know but you know we really miss them and we miss going out walking with them because when you go out walk yourself you feel that like something's missing you know people are staring at you because something's missing which yeah. is not the case so anyway, um, time passed and eventually we did an extension on the house. And as part of that, we needed to rejig the garden and get a new garden shed. 
we ended up locally, there's a place, a, a charity rescue place, um, and we ended up going in there to look for a garden shed. And when we went in there, there was a sign for the charity, the rescue centre with all these greyhounds. And I was totally gobsmacked. Um, so I did the kind of heavy sell on my husband again, saying, oh, look, look, these all they, they need a home, look. So anyway, long story short, we came home with a greyhound and a shed. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unusual combination. <laughs> So we had him, as I say, for about eight and a half years, and sadly we, we, he passed very suddenly too. So again, you know, time goes on, and this, at this point we were both sort of thinking, I don't know if I could go through it again, you know, it's just so painful. So anyway, I don't know how the notion came to me, but I kept thinking about how could I get dogs in the house, because we were looking after friends' dogs now and again when they go on holiday. And eventually I came up with this idea for greycations, because when, when our dog died, um, he was called Stig. When he died, we gave a lot away to the charities, various charities, and probably like you, you know, they've got like a bed in every room and, you know, they came in and they stayed car and it wasn't big enough to take all the stuff away. So by the connection of all the charities, I just started to get to know them and chat to certain girls, go on the walks with them, etc. where I could. And I, I started to hatch a plan about you know, you see, like myself, being a, a, a greyhound owner in the past, when you go on holiday, you feel really guilty. So I decided, you know, that, you know, I think I could do something here to A, help the owners of the greyhounds, you know, because they never like the idea of them going back into a kennel. I, they, invariably, 99% of these dogs have had a really tough start in life, so you don't really want to do that again. So hatched the plan for greycations, did a lot of research, spent a lot of time doing research, and eventually got myself set up uh, and I think I launched about July or August last year. So the customer base is starting to grow quite well now, which is really good. Um, and then, of course, the virus hit. We had meant to be in in Florida for two weeks in March and uh, we came back. Uh, we didn't actually get there. We got as far as Dublin. We were doing Glasgow, Dublin, Dublin, Orlando. So we got turned back at Dublin because all the flights were being turned back, etc. So when we came back here, of course, I'm on Facebook and I see some of the charities, you know, more than one calling out the need for help and stuff like that. Yeah. And I thought, oh gosh, I don't know if I can do anything. I've got customers. And then one by one, the customers during April and May came in to me and said, we were going away or we were going to an event and now it's cancelled. Uh, we don't want our deposits back, but can you just move our dates out to a future time, you know, later in the year? So I was overjoyed and chuffed that they, that they did that. And I said, yes, no problem. So now, you know, obviously I've got a couple of months where I think, well, I'm not going to have any dogs now. So I contacted a couple of the charities, um, three of the big ones that I, I interlock with quite regularly. And I said, look, I'm here, guys. You know, I now have an empty house, so first come, first served. Just let me know if, if I can help out. So uh, one of them came back and I ended up with a brother and sister. Don't know much about their background, but um, they're just absolutely lovely. They came here, I think it was the 22nd or 23rd of March was lockdown day. They yes. arrived that afternoon. Oh, so wow. Really close. Yeah, really close to the wire then. <laughs> just got them in time. Um, and it took them a couple of days just to, you know, they were a bit cautious going around the house. And I've always said about greyhounds, they're, they're very much, just tell me the rules and I'll play by the rules. And they just gel into the background. 
And that's pretty much what these two dogs have done. They are just amazing. You know, it's great to have them. Uh, and I don't know how long I'm going to have them now because we're in lockdown. <laughs> well, of course, that's the thing <laughs> with so many of the fosters, people who agreed to take them. You kind of are taking them for an indefinite amount of time. Yeah. Uh, which I guess when you're fostering, you do that anyway. You could yeah. have them for a week, you could have them for a month. Yeah. But this is such an uncertain time. It's just, I guess it's that perfect storm of of you suddenly having that availability, unfortunately, as a small business. But that availability then giving you the space to take not one, but two. Exactly. Yeah. So what are their names? Uh, the the boy is Blackie and the girl is Nelly um, and they just love each other you know they they go everywhere together and they're they, they're just joined you know as if they were sewing together basically that's the way they walk about the house and then if I move at all you know I, I'm associated with the food and the walks so yeah, if right. I move at all it's like having one of them strapped to each leg you know it's like 30 kilos per leg all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> Now, by the time this episode goes out, I think last last week I will have done um, a greyhound topic about how our greyhounds are keeping us sane during this lockdown period. Um, do you so? Do you think having a couple of greyhounds in the house is helping keep you sane during this strange time? Definitely, and I think as well, you know, it's helping to get you out. And I know you, you know, you go out for your one hour's exercise per day, so it is helping with that. Uh, just to kind of, because you know, if you were sitting here, I'm quite guilty because I work from home. I'm quite guilty of being tied to the the laptop, and I'll come down get a coffee and just go back up and continue working. Whereas having them, you know, you're taking regular breaks to like even just let them out the back or go your walk with them, feed them, give them their treats, that kind of thing. So you are taking more breaks, which is really healthy for you. Because um, yes. I think, you know, there, there's not much else to do right now. And you no, do, there really isn't. <laughs> the topics of conversation are what are we eating today and what's on the TV and that's it. Um, yeah, no, definitely. So. I feel like um, at the moment my day revolves around when are we eating? So I kind of feel a bit <laughs> like a hobbit. It's like, when are we having breakfast? Maybe second breakfast? Some lunch? <laughs> I know, absolutely. <laughs> but now, as it happens, Sharon actually lives by sheer coincidence about 15 minutes away from where I live so I happen to know that we do live in a, a really picturesque a really beautiful part of Scotland so I guess having the dogs means that you can go out and enjoy the beauty that's right on your doorstep yeah absolutely and where we live you know I'm, I'm really close to woods and to the beach and particularly to Weems Bay Beach obviously um so coming coming out of the house, I can literally turn left or right, and within minutes, I'm in either one. I do tend to go up into the woods because there's a multitude of paths in the woods that you can go, and you just don't meet anybody. Um, yes. So for my own sanity as well, you know, and your social distancing, it's quite good. <laughs> of course, I really feel I really feel for those who live in town, you know, busy towns or cities that are trying to get out for walks with their dogs. And you just feel like a ninja just trying to avoid people and giving them the six foot distance and all this Absolutely. kind of thing. And uh, it's almost this, you know, you're programmed to smile at people. It's, it's a societal thing of you say hello to people. But now we're we're crossing the road to avoid people. It's very different. Kind of and it's very things. awkward having the dogs because they, they want to go and, you know, greet them. If somebody says hello to them, you can see that they want to go and meet them. And you're like, no, this way. <laughs> <laughs> just wait from over here. <laughs> 
So going back to your Greycations business, I think it's a fantastic idea because obviously as a greyhound owner myself, the idea of leaving Dash with anyone already is quite a nerve-wracking thing to think about so you want it to be someone who has had greyhound experience knows knows about their kind of personalities so what do you think that you you have to think about that's different from a kind of normal dog boarding service what what are the kind of things you might have to think about well well, the very first thing you you do have to be aware of is you know what is their their level of pre-drive because they're all different um, and some of them I get are complete, you know, completely laid back and they're no bother at all. And then other ones just become snarling beasts from across the road. And, you know, the surrounding people, especially my neighbours when I started to do this, they were sort of saying, you know, why have you got that dog? It's so vicious. I it actually he's not. He's only vicious to pussycats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a, he really is a pussycat himself at home. Um but, you know, you have to be careful of that and just various things as to how they how they live and how you feed them. And, you know, some of them are very um, food oriented. You just have to be really careful because you can't leave anything on worktops or, you know, even your dishwasher becomes a barbecue for them. And they think well, this is great. <laughs> definitely getting to know all those aspects of personality, I think, would be very very um very sensible thing to do and I know you've got an quite an an enclosed space your kind of garden space is very enclosed as well which is always a good thing to know I mean my garden isn't even that enclosed when we take Dash into the garden she's on just on a long lead um so that must be lovely to have that space that you can let them outdoors no, it is. it's really good because uh you, you know they can come and go as they please and these last couple of days perhaps 10 days, two weeks. The weather's been okay, um, not too warm, but warm enough that you can have a door open and they wander in and out, you know. So they, they love it. Uh, and we, we had to do that because when we first got our own dog, Stig, though, all those 10 years ago, I couldn't believe my eyes. You know, he was only here for two days or something and I let him out the back door and something, I heard a noise and I happened to look and there was a tiny kitten sitting on the fence and it's a six foot fence, uh-huh. wood, a wooden one on this side and metal ones on the other ones. But on the wooden one, there was this kitten. And I thought, where have you come from? I've never seen you before in my life. And it turned out the lady next door had just come home with three kittens. Oh, my goodness. Thought, of, of all times to do this. <laughs> so we had to go and buy, you know, the, the sort of spiky plastic stuff uh, that just stops them from walking. It doesn't yeah. hurt them. It yeah. just stops them uh, from walking on the wooden fence. So that's on the wooden one. And then the metal ones, they can't walk on anyway. Um, so our back garden is completely pussycat free. Pussycat free and greyhound proof. Absolutely. Greyhound proof. They can't jump the fence or anything like that. But right. uh, <laughs> no, and I think you're right. I think uh, people know when they come to see, because what I tend to do with part of the T's and C's of the business is just to say to people, if you want, come down and see the place. We, we'll have a chat first and foremost about, you know, the personalities, characteristics and the requirements of your dog. And then you get to see me. I get to see the dog and I get to understand more about it. And uh, hopefully both parties feel comfortable, you know, with the results. Um, so I've done that in, in all cases, I think. Um, 
And as soon as they, they pretty much see the garden and they see the setup, I mean, I'm, it's really relaxed here, you know, and I will replicate a customer's routine as much as I possibly can so that the dog doesn't feel out of sorts at all. Yeah. Uh, and so far, Touchwood, I've all had good reviews and it's been a, a really good success and nice to see, you know, the different characteristics and personalities in the dogs. And the strange thing is every one of them so far has been a black dog. Isn't that strange? So you haven't had any other colours at all? Not at all. Every single one has been a black one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so obviously you're saying that you've you started the business last year. Um, so obviously the first year of any small business is always you know a difficult year. And with this all happening with your bookings being kind of moved off, it sounds like you're quite lucky in that a lot of your customers are just asking you to hold their booking and maybe move it down a few months. So are you hoping that you won't, you know, won't be too badly affected with everything going on just now? I don't think I'll be too badly affected. Um, and again, it just depends because I've got customers right through from July onwards. So my next checkpoint, I've got one coming in on the 3rd of July, but that will depend on the lockdown conditions, obviously, and whether, you know, they, because I know that they are going uh, to another country, so it'll depend whether that actually happens or not. And if it doesn't happen and I've still got Blackie and Nelly, then that's fine. It means I can have them for a little bit longer um, because I need to consider, you know, if we don't find a foster home for them, uh, then, you know, I don't know if another customer's dog coming in will be able to handle two dogs being here or them be able to handle another dog coming in. So I just need to have a wee think about that one, which I will do. Uh, but I really hope that we can find a foster home for them because I've never met two dogs that are more loving in all my life. Uh, if you look on my Facebook page, you'll see all their pictures and they, they just sit with their heads on top of each other and stuff like that, you oh. know, they just, and then in the morning when you come down, they, they lick each other's noses and stuff. And you think, like, this is just too cute. Yeah, so <laughs> they they're just you know, absolutely lovely. We um we often think about getting a wee pal for Dash, um, but then I often wonder how how do you walk two at the same time? You know, if it's just yeah. one person, how are you finding doing the walks? Is it you and your husband doing them or are you managing okay yourself with two? No, I, I do manage fine now when I first, because this is the first time I've had two, it's always just been one. Um, so when they both arrived, uh, I thought, oh, I don't know how this will actually work. But obviously you get used to them and you get used to the way they are. Um, and they have a sequence they have to go and they do this themselves they have to go in a certain order so they're always on my left and he's closest to me and then she's on the outside so you just get a, a way of you know making sure that you've got the lead secure in, in one hand kind of thing um, and then you know they, they walk absolutely fine on the lead and they're so gentle they never pull or anything if you do need to stop them it's just a very slight pressure on the lead and they'll just stop um, but they are, they're absolutely fine. During the day when we do our hours walk, in the morning I, I go out, I just take them out 10 minutes to the local. There's woods at the end of the street just to get them their morning needs. So it's literally a 10, 15 minute outing. And I go myself on that one. But in the lunchtime one, my husband comes with me. So he usually takes Nelly and I take Blackie and off we go. Uh, but they're absolutely fine on the lead. They're no problem at all. 
fantastic. Well, fingers crossed. Who knows how long you'll have them for, but I'm sure you'll enjoy every single day of them being around the house because we know how much joy they bring. If people want to find out more about your business and see some photos of these gorgeous dogs, how do we find out more about that? Yep, you'll find me on on Facebook. Uh, just look up Greycations, all one word, um, and you there's a website as well, greycations.co.uk. You'll find all my information on there. Fantastic. Well, I will urge everybody to go and have a look at your Facebook page because I went and had a look and there's some gorgeous pictures on your Facebook <laughs> So if everybody wants uh, to put a smile on their face, absolutely go and I'll try and share them on the Fell in Love with the Hound Facebook page as well. But oh, that's great. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat to me. Thank you for taking in you and all the other foster homes that have really stepped up during this time have just made such a difference to these greyhounds. So thank you so much for just making that special effort to take in those dogs. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for your time today as well. And thank you. Thanks again. Thanks then. Take care. Take care. Stay safe now. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sharon, for taking the time to talk to me. I really enjoyed our chat and it was fantastic to hear all about your experiences. I really hope that Blackie and Nelly find a forever home once we're back to some kind of normality. I've been following your photos of them on Facebook and they would definitely make a wonderful addition to any Greyhound lover's home. You can find out more about Sharon's business by visiting them on Facebook at Greycations or visiting her website, which is greycations.co.uk. And thank you for joining me for this episode. It was nice to have a chat to someone about hounds again. Now, the day I'm recording this is actually Dash's second gotcha day. So next week's Greyhound distraction topic will be how do you celebrate your hound's birthday or gotcha day? I'd love to hear all about how you spoil them on their special day. And that's about it for the episode. If you can take a moment to leave a review on iTunes, it always helps other hound lovers find the podcast. I'll leave you by sending you all lots of love and asking you, as always, to give your hounds a hug from me. (music) 